Good evening and uh, welcome to another episode of the JFDI podcast. I'm a little bit scared about this one, <laughs> but more excited. It's the second time we've done a pre-recorded one. And this evening, I don't have anybody waiting in the virtual green room. It's a little bit different. So anything might happen because for the first time since we started doing this, it's actually I've got two big firsts here. So it's the first time that my guest is actually joining me in high G's. And for the first time, we have a young lady joining us this evening. It's not just any young lady. It happens to be someone I know extremely well. Um, the one and only Heather Rose Richardson, my eldest daughter, is joining us this evening. Which, as we discussed this earlier on, makes the questions that I ask her, <laughs> what can I not know about her? Well, we shall find out. But in the truest sense of JFDI podcast, we have four songs of Heather's choosing that she's going to talk to us about. And then I'm going to ask her some other questions, randomly, as we do. So let's see how we got along. Welcome into High G's, my daughter, Heather Rose Richardson. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> thank you for doing this. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's, 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 an, it's an interesting uh, um, attempt, isn't it, to... Yeah, we were talking earlier on, we were going, how are we going to do, do I face the camera, do I face you? <laughs> I'm sure we can alternate throughout. Yeah, welcome to High G's. Yeah, it's cool. It is, isn't it? Yes, it's cool. <laughs> I do like it. <laughs> well, we've, got the, we've got the jungle attacking me, but you know, I do, I do think it's cool. That's been your sister's doing. It's her that got me onto the vines. And I'd... I think that we're going to have some more because I like them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So, what do you know about this? Nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. I've not watched any of them. You've not had. You've not had a woman on before, have you? No. Well. No. Do you know why? Because you don't like women. No, I I, I love women. <laughs> but the ones that I've asked have told me to beat it. Oh, I would never. I asked your mother. She said no. I've asked a few other ladies and they've said no. Well, I do have a long list of, of other ladies that I've not asked because when I spoke to you about it and I knew that this weekend that we might have a slot, I was like... Want me to be the first? Yeah. Should we talk about your chins? Yeah. Have right. You? So... The, the 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 what you've missed bit it is is no more than I've I've explained to you four tune, four or five tunes people come on and they tell a little bit about what that song means to them and it's you know for those that in, I guess you would call you know like my friends old old people yeah um it, it might have been songs that have been kicking about their life for you know for a number of years that have meant something and they've just that song's always come back to them it's like that that song's under their skin part of their DNA or you know. So, um, at, the, at your tender years of, of, of 19 and, and, and younger than, uh, not only the first lady, but younger by far than anybody else that's been <laughs> on, um, we might get, we might get a different choice of songs, but I say that. Well. So the first song that you've chosen is? 
the first song that I've chosen is Little Black Submarines by the Black Keys because I think it's the most important one musically for me like that kind of acted as the um transitional song into what my music taste is now I think Mm. because I first heard it when I was probably like 14 probably Charlotte's age um and that like paved the way I suppose for the kind of indie rock sort of alt music that I like now ah okay I see so at that point in time Tell us a little bit about the music you were oh, listening to garbage, at that time. Absolute garbage. Probably it was. It would have been like Twenty One Pilots and like Panic at the Disco and Green Day, <laughs> like the emo phase <laughs> music. I still, I you know, don't get me wrong. Panic at the Disco never goes amiss nowadays. Um, but yeah, not maybe not the the rest. So, so that so what so what did that lead towards then? More of like the Black Keys. Yeah. Um, like just kind of what I'm listening to now. So like, uh, Royal Blood, and right. then you know into more like Miles Kane, Arctic Monkeys, Last Shadow Puppetsy yeah. type area, and now sort of JBT, Magic Gang, Sadara Karma, um, bands like that. So kind of it's very much all this the same genre, or there thereabouts. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's more it's it more led to, to that genre and to that to the love of that genre. I think. What do you think it was about that song specifically? I don't know. It just made me feel something, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just very it's just a very good song. I think it's it, you know it starts off very you know guitar-y, do and then just when it kicks in, yeah. you're just like, oh amazing it's just great see the songs that do that though they're songs that like you say they just they just give you that feeling mm-hmm. and for me that that kind of tends to it takes me back it takes me back to a time a place i can normally remember people i can normally even remember like smells i can remember you know what i'm seeing what i was wearing what i was feeling at yeah. the time what sort of you know what of those do you remember do you attach to that song well see the actual when I was introduced to it, wasn't particularly <laughs> an enlightening uh, uh, platform, I suppose, because it was in an episode of Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so the actual the way in which I found the song isn't isn't important. Um, what episode of Supernatural was that in? I cannot remember. It was one. You know how sometimes they kind of start off from the perspective of like the victim. And, you know, you, you get to learn a bit about the victim and you're like, oh, this is quite different. It's quite interesting. There's no Winchesters. There's no monsters. And then they get, like, ripped apart by a werewolf or something. Um, <laughs> and I remember, you know, it was, like, building up. It was, I honestly can't remember. It was just this guy. I think he was going to get a gun or something. And, you know, it was the, um, do, 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 like, the start. Yeah. And I think, if I remember correctly, I don't actually know if it got to the kick-in point with the, I think that it was just the start. The, just the guitar kind of soft part little black submarines and i was like oh, this is quite nice i quite like the guitar in this and so i went away and i listened to it and then you know i'm like oh this is quite nice and then it gets to the part where it kicks in and i'm like yeah. whoa i didn't hear this before I like this <laughs> you see that is it, it it's that's 
amusing for me and it because i kind of think interesting that that you've chosen that song i'm kind of trying to get to the root of that and we come across supernatural when you mentioned your four songs to me i was like i wonder if like carry on my wayward son will be on there somewhere you need to let it go you've heard that song too many times haven't you You to let it go (laughs) i'm an older woman now (laughs) your sister still listens to that that's still on one of her playlists supernatural has been a massive part of your 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 life so far my life my life is it your life no (laughs) no i just really liked it when i was younger you're still watching it with your mum now no No, I'm not. It was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> what are you going to do? This is the last season. No, it doesn't. No, it's not that important to me now. <laughs> uh, next question. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, you don't want to talk about Supernatural. That's not what this is about. <laughs> this is about music. <laughs> oh, it's about music and any other question that I feel that I want to ask you. My agent's looking at me, telling me to move it along, so... <laughs> <laughs> Move on to your second song yeah, then. My second song. Yeah. Um yeah. which was um okay, Best Part by yeah. Daniel Caesar. Which I don't know if you'll have heard or not. Because it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's fairly it's newish. It's you know, it's not from the olden days like you are. Um it's a very nice it's very different to yeah like the genre that i just preached about loving um it's kind of like soft that's very like soulful um but i just like it because it's mine and sham's song mine and my partner's song Uh, and it's just nice just the lyrics are very nice um and you know it's about it's called best part and it's like you know if if life is a movie then you're the best part it's quite nice. Crikey, did you hear the conversation I was having with your mum? You didn't. You were out. What this was morning. it? You telling her that she's the best part? Well, we were talking about the analogy of if your life was a movie. Then you're the best part. That's what we were talking about. It's just about how like you, like this person is like the best part of your life and stuff. And like, um, you know, there's like... You're the coffee that I need in the morning. You're the sunshine in the rain when it's pouring. It's like the negative bit, or like, you know, it's like you're the best part of these yeah. aspects, these little aspects of life. This is a very sweet song. I like it a lot. So in addition to Shan, what are the five best parts of your life right now? There you go. You can have five or more. Um... I don't know. There you go. From the tiny little things. You mentioned coffee there. You don't really drink don't coffee, drink coffee. Though. Tea. But what are the five? One, what tea. are the five things? <laughs> tea. Good cup of tea. My family. Yeah. My friends. <laughs> um, Sean. Um, my purple hair. Um. I hope it comes across purple with the lights. We even like set the studio up properly. It does look in purple. Um. Yeah. Tea, family, friends, Sean, and purple hair. That's all you need in life, right? Food. Favourite food? Favorite food, like, favorite food right now? Pepperoni pizza. <laughs> Never changes. <laughs> I'm a simple gal. So we, we've done this question before. Favourite food? So not that one. I've asked, I've asked other guests as well, if you could only ever eat one meal again for the rest of your life, what would it be? Pepperoni pizza. 
<laughs> well, I don't know. It depends. Like in this hypothetical, yeah. is 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 the one food that I'm eating gonna affect me as if you know I was just eating pepperoni pizza all the time? Yeah. Well, then no. <laughs> I would I would end up greasy and spotty and chubby. So it would need to be like. Yeah, but know? then you see, that's the question. It's like you know, all of the things that are conducive to a healthy life would you want to eat like salad and or vegetables for the rest of your life i feel like some sort of i don't know anything that you would if you were to just eat one thing for the rest of your life you'd get bored of it and i think it's a silly question yeah really, it's a it? silly question because there's very <laughs> many variables to consider you know like some sort of nice we like vegetable stir fry or something you know yeah. it's got like loads of fun things in it but realistically, if you were only able to eat one thing for the rest of your life, it's a sad life. <laughs> <laughs> you would have much motivation to eat. Right, here's one for you. Uh -huh. Because I know that you, we were talking about um, some conversations that you were having with Business Gateway people about creativity. Right? Yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you tell my. You let me plug it. I'll, I'll let you, yeah, we'll let you talk. You think about your listeners that. would be interested? Absolutely. Your demographic. I, I completely do. Yes. Okay. I completely do, and if they're not, they need to be. Okay. Um, but the conversation that I was playing back in my mind was that about the the guy that you've been speaking to, advisor, and the, and and saying oh, that this idea, oh, could be make you millions, right? <laughs> Um, and I think that the potential myself there for what you're trying to do is absolutely amazing. So pitch yourself into the future, six months, a year, five years, whatever, right? And you've got at your disposal right now, you've got a hundred million quid. Holiday. What would you do? What would you spend it on? Holiday. A hundred million. You wouldn't spend a hundred million on a holiday. A few holidays. <laughs> <laughs> holiday home. Island. <laughs> Island. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And well, firstly, me and all my pals, I'd like rent as an I buy as an island. We go on holiday into the island. Yeah. Then Am I one of your pals? Um I'll buy another island for like family. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're not. You're my father. <laughs> um and then with the leftover, you know. So the other 99.99 million. <laughs> well, you know, there's lots of like fun things I'd do. Islands, holidays, travel around a bit, get a wee motorhome and go beep beep everywhere. I think you could um, probably have a big motorhome with somebody yeah. driving it for yeah, you. Yeah, chauffeur, <laughs> personal chef, uh, personal trainer on in the motorhome with me. Yeah. Uh, masseuse. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming a, a motor castle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, in the east wing of the, of the motor <laughs> chateau, get a hold of Jeeves to pick up the offload. I think that the you know that we have the garage on the back of the motor chateau. Uh, so I'll be taking the helicopter to <laughs> Gerald. What's on the venue for breakfast today? The croissants. Is it? Yeah, so lovely. <laughs> it's a big, big motorhome for a hundred million quid. You would travel. Yeah, I travel. You would see the world yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking the word of creativity. Let t tell people because people are like that now. What's creativity? Creativity is, and I can say this now. It is my business. Yes, it is my very small business. Um, it's basically a platform that exists to promote 
LGBTQ plus art by LGBTQ plus artists and also host and organize frequent queer themed events. So for example, we've had an LGBTQ plus monologues night and uh, online. We've got a feminist and LGBTQ plus scratch night coming up um, and potentially an in-person event soon. So yeah, it's it's just an opportunity to allow networking between queer creators and help to amplify the their voices and their work. Amazing. Amazing. That's my daughter. <laughs> How cool is she? <laughs> See, I get to say that now because this is my show. <laughs> and if you don't like it, switch it off. <laughs> That's my daughter. So cool. <laughs> Business owner. Hey, I'm allowed to. Yeah. Right, listen, so serious question. All right. That is brilliant. You've been talking a lot about we've been talking a lot about the things that you've been doing. Um and kind of how you've been moving forward, a lot of the initiatives that you've been involved in. But I'm interested to know, right? As a as a young entrepreneur making your way in the world, mm -hmm. what's the biggest challenge that you've got right now? And how are you going to overcome it? Um, with creativity. Sure. Um, I don't know. Kind of maybe time. Um, because it's 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 easy to dedicate a lot a lot of time to it, and like I'm not getting paid for the time that I'm dedicating to it. So, um, which you know, I don't really mind, but when I'm doing over like 10 hours a week, that's a lot of time to be not really seeing an actual monetary or, you know, a return. A, a return. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, I kind of, I'm scheduling, like I have like an hour or so scheduled every day of the week to just dedicate solely to it and try and just focus on just doing that. And I feel like I could, you know, I feel like I could do more. I could expand the reach and I could do all these things if I just had more time. But then equally, if I'm putting in more time, I'd need to see a return. Mm. And people have said, you know, um, get a team, get a board of directors, get more people on board. But I think that's that leads into another issue of like ego, probably. I just don't want to, I don't want to bring mm. other people <laughs> into it. Where do I get that from? It's, I wonder. It's your, it's, it's your it's baby. It's my baby. Yeah. yeah. It's your baby, right? And I think, I think at the moment, I think I'm fine at the moment because, um, you know, there's there's not a massive amount that I'm like drowning under, mm. and you know, with technology, you know, I can like automate quite a few things. You know, why get humans when I can get the robots to do it? Um, <laughs> so yeah, like time and ego probably, but there there's nothing that's like pressingly disruptive. Yeah. Um, at the moment. And I guess the the time that you are dedicating to it, it's that it's weighing up the the lack of return there but based on what you get out of it personally emotionally yeah because you're so attached and feel so passionate about the cause yeah no and i do love it yeah. i do love it and i was I met with my friend today and we were speaking about um he has like kind of volunteering commitments that he does um and you know he was saying about there was one that he used to do that he i was like oh you know you're not doing that anymore and he said well you know I wasn't enjoying it anymore. It was becoming something on his to-do list. Yeah. You know, it just became something that he needed to check off. I think when it gets to that point, that's when you need to reevaluate. But it's not at that point anymore. 
you know, I'll yeah. find myself, although I've scheduled these slots of time to dedicate to it, I'll find myself doing it first thing in the morning because I'm just so excited <laughs> to just start doing things and just, you know, kind of work away at it because I do love it and I love it. Um, so until, yeah, until it gets to a point of negativity where it's just a, t a checklist um, point, yeah. then I'll just keep keep on. Keep doing on. it. Yeah. There you go. Yes, I know. I wonder how you take some of those things from it. Mm. Next song. Let's do the next song. Um, next song is probably the most unknown and controversial to your demographic of listeners. <laughs> um, because it's the song, That's What You Call a Dream, from Bonnie and Clyde, the musical. I'll elaborate. I felt this had to be included because I've got it tattooed on my body. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Go on. Well, so in 2019, I was in the Edinburgh Fringe performing as a character called Blanche Barrow in a production of Bonnie and Clyde the Musical. And through this experience, I met some of my uh like really really close friends now um it you know I, I met some amazing people i had some amazing opportunities it was a fantastic experience the fringe and like all of the many things that spurred out from that it solidified that i wanted to live in and around edinburgh um so that helped with my my decision for going to university in yeah. Queen margaret um and yeah i just had a lot of fun and i don't think i would be the same person or in the same situation without that experience so the song that's what you call a dream was my character's like big solo song um about how she wanted like a simple life and you know she just wanted to be like a mother of three and like on her rocking chair with the candles gleaming in the house and whatnot and it's very much opposite to what i want in life but the song you know um you know she says now that's what you call a dream and like i feel like you know it it was it just means a lot <laughs> it happened at an important it time happened at a very life. important time it was a bit time. of a like, crossroads moment it was a sort yeah. of a decisions had to be made mm -hmm. you made decisions you're happy you made those decisions yeah you kind of you know you're in a different place geographically sort of you know emotionally spiritually a whole lot of that now yeah based on what happened at that time yeah so I'm going to ask you the question now that everybody else that watches this will be saying, you better ask that question now. So Blanche's dream was was something very simple. And you said, you know, quite the opposite of what you dream for. So what yeah. is you? Well, I think because Blanche... What are you dreaming for? <laughs> Blanche, uh, she, sung, she sings a song to her husband. Um, and he's very much like... You're never going to have a husband, right? Mm. <laughs> no, <Unlikely. laughs> her, her husband is off robbing banks and causing mischief <laughs> and doing all this, that and the other. And she's like, yo, I just want to settle down and simmer down. So that's my dream. <laughs> but I don't really want to uh, simmer down. And not that I want to rob banks, <laughs> but like I want to go, I want to be doing stuff. I want to be um, taking names, um, you know, like writing checks. You know, I don't know what the saying is. I want to be blah, and um, <laughs> and and she she didn't. So you want to be out there hustling, hustling, yeah, there, like, on, the grind, thing, yeah. on the grind, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There you go. What comes into that dream? What does that look like? 
money stacks of it fame fame fortune <laughs> um what does creativity look like 10 years from now um big i don't know running like all these events all these in-person events and like yeah. you know we've got art flowing left right and center we've got exhibitions we've just got lots and lots of events and we've got like a steady income through that there we go yeah got lots to do Aye. it's a good job that you're only 19 isn't it like, yeah but you know what we said about 19 19 forever not 19 forever pull yourself together <laughs> <laughs> right okay in those 19 years mm. let's give you three people okay three people that have played and so for the removal of any doubt here right no need for any smoke because obviously uh, the question the, the i was gonna say you just wanted it. me to like, i don't fluff you up. yeah so the, this is about you mm -hmm. okay not me okay so let's be sure karen what you're watching this is about heather not about me it's all so with the exception you. right I, not we're not looking for my name to be mentioned okay. take me out of the equation because obviously i'm there <laughs> so apart from me <laughs> Right, who would you say have been the three most influential people in your life? Mum. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to say you. Obviously, my parents shaped me to be who I am. Yeah, okay. So three other people outside your parents. Not family. Yeah, not, well, I mean, maybe other family members. Okay, three people outside family. Yeah, let's not upset anybody. Uh, influential. Yeah. People. In my life, Sean. Yep. Um, Andrew Barron. Mr. B. Um. So while she's thinking about the last one, Andrew and Heather just had breakfast this morning. I picked up, picked her up, and he was looking well. I, I, said hello how are you doing to him and heather and andrew have been friends since like nursery i think you were like three <laughs> you must have been three or four probably and they've like kind of grown up gone through primary gone through secondary together he's off at uni heather's at different uni they don't get to catch up very often so that was nice today it's always good to see him yeah good shout mm. i don't influential yeah Any any teachers in particular, or any or any other, or maybe a, maybe a relative. Um, or we so, can or we can move on. Yeah, I was gonna say move on. I can't think. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I've had lots of little mini influences throughout my life, throughout right. my days. Okay, so let's let's move on to before we move on to your third song. Mm -hmm. In fact, no, we've done three. Yeah, I've, I've got one more. You've got one more? Yeah. Right, okay, so before we do your last one, this is a bonus one. Okay. Right, because it's still music. Okay. But we've done a few gigs together, right? And you've... you've we've been to a few gigs. We've not, like, we've performed. Been, we've been, We're not, like, a duo. <laughs> yet. <laughs> <laughs> yet. What are you saying? <laughs> If I ask you on air, <laughs> you, 
You can't, I can't say no. I can. I very much can. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Pinched her in half. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> What's the best live music experience you've ever had? Take that. Just like that. <laughs> You told me the charlatans was better afterwards. That's I was probably just trying to be nice. You did go from seeing Take That, for which, by the way, my shoulders... That was, uh, take that was I, the I, first Do you know what? Sponsor. I think that's when I got wonky. You've always been wonky. I think, <laughs> I think that's when I got all like lopsided, <laughs> was after having you in my shoulders for that's like... horrible. So that was... Tell me about that gig then. That was the first... First gig I've ever what about ever saw. when uh, who was there? Oh, um, where where was it? Hamden. Hamden. When I was probably it was the was it the Progress tour? It was when Robbie. Yeah, Robbie Williams was there. He Robbie. Well, he did his wee entrance like couple songs did, in. Did take that take that did some songs didn't they? And then Robbie came in. And then they did that thing. I've got. Actually, I think I put a video on YouTube of that. Um, they did Shine with a big caterpillar. Yeah. And then they went in and then Robbie had that big video wall yeah. Yeah. thing yeah. where he was like, you could see him at the back of the video wall as an image going punching to get out. And then he was on like a wee and harness. And then this, this thing he opened and then he was on a harness and he like came down from the heavens yeah. to let me entertain you. Yeah. How old was that? 12? You, you were still heavy. Um. Well, I've yeah, had you on my shoulders for about two hours. No, you must have been about... How old were you? Yeah, maybe... Were you 12? The fine details don't matter, but yeah. Maybe, you know, you must have been younger than that because what age were you when we went to Kendall calling? Like 12. Was that... 11, maybe. Was that not, maybe I was 10. I think you maybe were 10 or 11. Age... It's just a state of mind. So that's still your favourite live experience? Well, I don't know. I just said that off the bat because it was the most, like... It was know? pretty... It, that was a performance. It was pretty impressive. Very entertaining. I have to say. Um, you want me to say... I know what you want me to say. No, I, 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 I want you to say what your favourite live experience... You know, experience. I want me to say Chemical Brothers. Um, that was pretty... But again, you see, that's different. Yeah, that's a that's a live experience, unlike anything else. Mm -hmm. Predominantly because of the light show that, yeah. that they put on, because it's like, you know, the, the the music is digital. It's not a bunch of people on a stage with guitars and drums, and yeah. it's a very very different experience. It's one that, like the first time I saw them, they blew my mind out because well actually for a number of reasons but I, I've, I mean i've never really went to a gig and left being like that was rubbish right really. like right. I, I get i get very emotionally attached to any performance that i see where like do you not I, find when you were saying songs like that like you said about um uh black little little black, li submarines. Little black submarines and you were saying it's just one of those songs that just kind of makes you feel yeah like that way that there are songs that you remember hearing at gigs mm -hmm. as well and they mm -hmm. kind of have that feeling or but actually being at a gig at the time for the entire duration gets instills you with that feeling yeah like like florence the machine yeah. when i saw them incredible because it was a moment where she was like right everybody i'd like to ask you all to to put your phones down and stand up 
and we're all going to connect with each other and we're going to live in the moment and I was like oh my god Florence <laughs> um it was just awesome because everyone did everyone put their phones on everyone stood up and we're all just like yeah we're all just feeling it you know she was in her flowy dress just like an, an absolute fairy like just being like and we're all gonna connect emotionally and we're gonna we're gonna be present and we're gonna live off of each other's energies and I was like okay I'll live off your energy that's what the JFDI podcast is all about man <laughs> living off each other's energies yeah <laughs> Right. <laughs> we don't have the chins, though. <laughs> no. I, I, I get it, though. I get yeah. it, though. And you get different sort of flavours of that, different types of emotions from different gigs as well. Yeah, yeah. But always they they, they, they affect me in, in that way. Like, usually if I go to a, a gig, like, because I like the band and because I've been following the band and because I like the artist, yeah. like, you know, I'll, I'll enjoy the 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 supporting acts and then the artists will come on and i'll usually cry <laughs> usually um you know sometimes i've went to gigs like just like off the bat like just seen it as a gig on been like oh i'll go with that why not music but then you know when i went to see like um <laughs> i went to see panic at the disco <laughs> and brandon yuri jumped through the stage as like fire shot up <laughs> and i just saw him and i was like <laughs> I don't know why I just get emotional, <laughs> but that's okay. There's nothing wrong, nothing with, wrong that. with it. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's a bit sad when it's panic at the disco, but nothing wrong with it at all. You know that um, the last time we did a pre-recorded um, podcast, what? the one that went out on your mum's birthday on Yay. the thirteenth, was with Paul Moore. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I've got. And guess what? One of Paul's was it a Panic at the Disco song? Yeah, High what? Hopes. <laughs> really? <laughs> Come on, Paul. That's a that's a that's not one of their best. <laughs> Marty, what <are> you saying? <laughs> like Heather's calling you out. <laughs> I'll send you the link to the the bit. Um, the, the the I I do you know what his explanation for for High Hopes as well? Oh, because you mean, know it's kind of. And well, we talked about hopes as well because I think we went into that. We talked about you know having hopes is good, but actually, always want to be that one in a million. If you're living your life on hope and not doing anything about it, then yeah, kind of. Some of their better songs, you know, like "Let's Kill Tonight." That's a good one. That's a good one, and that's on one of their older albums. Can't remember the name name of it. But yeah. Anyway, stop about panic at disco. <laughs> not going back there. Not going back there. Oh, there's little avenues you don't want to go down. No, there? well, because you know it's embarrassing. What other avenues do you not want to go down? Like Hannah Montana. That's different. N NG Miley Cyrus is incredible. I tell you, we could just actually look in here and shine a light, and I could like grab some stuff. Aye. From your past. Miley Cyrus's new album, like Plastic that. Hearts. That's 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 music. I love good music. I, we were talking about that as well. We had that on the other day. It's good. It's a good. We did this thing where we chose a cover or where we, we, we had a, a sort of play a cover mm -hmm. where we think the cover, this is a family, we're at a dinner table, play a song where you think the cover is better than the original. I very controversially put on um, Heart of Glass. Yeah. Because Blondie's not my, you know, not my cup of cup of tea but miley cyrus she's the whole teapot 
There you go. <laughs> this is the next generation. Got to listen to them. And you know what? I I, I was never. You agreed. Ma- I was agreed. never a massive yeah, Blondie exactly. fan. It's just the. Com- I mean, it's an iconic song. Yeah. But what Miley Cyrus has done to it. The comparison. She's, she's booted it up the arse, really. Because her voice is and so her, powerful yeah, and so gritty and gravelly. Yeah. It's gravelly, and then you just isn't hear it? Blondie. And then Miley, yeah. But that's the thing. And we were saying, like, back then in the day, like, Debbie Harry was seen as, like, a bit of a, you know... Times have changed. Not half. (laughs) Do you want my last song? Yeah, man. (laughs) My last song... Yeah, man. ...is Zombie by Jamie T. Less sentimental value behind it. I just think it's a class song. Just love to boogie to it. It's just good. It's just a good song. It is a good tune. It's just a tune. You know, if you want a boogie, if you want to feel good, you want to cheer up, you want to boost... Good. Zombie. I like. I do like Jamie T a lot. Been listening to a lot of his stuff lately. So that's got nothing to do um, with another one of your favourite childhood pastimes. I say this like childhood pastimes. This is like sign of a bad father. How old were you when we started watching Walking Dead? <laughs> <laughs> Fairly young. No, I did. It wasn't even just Walking Dead. I did have a massive zombie obsession. And that's when I started. Then that's when I found the song. So around that time was around when. And well, ironically, yeah, they naturally. never call them zombies in there once. No, well, no, they but don't. no, not in Walking Dead. Well, in in the comics, they did. See, there's a war spiral in the game. <laughs> um, but I did, I did, I used to just love zombies. I just used to, I, I wrote a lot of zombie apocalypse stories. Yeah. I had a lot of zombie survival, uh, books and plans. Yeah. Um, and then I found the song, and it's a good song. Um. Yeah. All right. Here's a question for you. Okay. You're 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 at, you're lined up for a night out. Creativity is the biggest thing on the planet, right? Um, it's massive. Actually. You're like a household name. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cast of uh, of The Walking Dead have got in touch. Um. Uh, however, um, there's only um where you're going. There's only space for four. So you need to choose three of the cast from The Walking Dead to go for a night oh, out. Oh, Daryl, Michonne, Maggie. Three, and... that's it, done. Three. Oh, was it three? Yeah. Oh, easy. Okay, four, you're allowed four. So Daryl, number one. Michonne, Michonne. Maggie. Yeah. Um. And if you had a fourth, no Rick Grimes on there. <laughs> Nah. I don't know, I'd bring Negan, just to spice it up a bit. <laughs> yeah. Just add a wee bit of edge, see what happens. Well, there you go. There you go. I was going to ask that as a slightly different question, um, because you love the theatre as well. Yes. The musicals. So if you if you could, if you could choose, what I was going to ask you was, if you could choose three characters from any musicals, for a night out with characters for a drink so it was for like a, a drink. it was like a drinking session i know you're not a big drinker you're only 19 you don't drink lots and all that yeah um well you know i've been off the musicals lately really so this is a hard one is it well yeah i'd probably i'd for a drink i'd ask blanche barrow i'd ask uh from bonnie clyde the musical i'd ask uh ronette from Little Shop of Horrors, and yeah. I'd ask Little Red Riding Hood from uh, Into the Woods because I played two of them and I was going to play another, but then the fringe got cancelled because the apocalypse happened. So, you know, I'd want to be like, you know, what was your what was your thoughts on my interpretation of you? You know, any <laughs> tips for playing you in the future? Um, what's happening? 
All right then. <laughs> there, there we go. go. There was a, that. I've got a couple of other questions. I was looking to find one out, but there's one I ask everybody. Okay. Um. Uh. And that is, so we call it the JFDI podcast because at the time I kind of wanted to start this, wanted to have some conversations around music, but also kind of, you know, asking people about th those where those songs meant things and there was important decisions in life like you've kind of said a little bit had was the case um with um the little black submarines um at that point in time in mm -hmm. fact all of them have kind of had a little bit of yeah you know decisions made and stuff like that um but at the time when i started it the, the whole jfdi approach was like how would i do it and what would i do it and it was like i don't know i was about you just actually just do it and Language. so there we go so the question i always ask people that come on here is that how do you apply your jfdi can you think of a, a, a an example of in your life where you've made a decision where you've not really had a plan you've not really had so i know this is kind of like where you're a little bit like your mum and like without a plan you kind of start <laughs> need a plan need a plan need a plan but there are aspects of that that you kind of go, well, it's okay. The plan is this. I might have a plan that's very loose, <laughs> but yeah. it's still a plan. So where would you say that you take made a decision, which is a big, just like either a kind of a gamble or a bit of a, I don't know what this looks like, but I'm just going to go for it, um, you know, and just throw yourself at it. I mean, I think I'm a very organized person. I don't like to make decisions unless I know you know, and this is very planned out. Weighing up the pros and the cons. Yeah. I think I think that I just do it. Or, no, that's Nike, sorry. We're going to get taken down. <laughs> um, I think I just freaking do it <laughs> every day. Like, I just get up and I, like, I don't really procrastinate. Yeah. I don't mess about. I just get up and I do things. And I just get stuff done. Right. So less time on, like, worrying you know, what yeah. might be, what might happen, who might think this, oh, but what if, oh, I'm not good enough here, or this, that, nah, and the other. don't bother with that. Cut with the middleman. Just do it. So I, I love that. And, uh, I mean, it comes as no surprise because I kind of know you. and Leave it. You know. But what would what would you say to anybody? Because we, we, we did touch on, like, my demographic, the people that kind of tend to watch this. Oldies. Yeah, oldies. <laughs> right what would be your advice to any of you know any of my listeners that might think do you know what i'm not i'm not doing it is there any advice beyond you know well just fucking do it um <laughs> you know how would how would you how would you advise people to go about you know trying to apply more of that kind of mindset well i'll tie into a very interesting conversation that we had with my little sister Charlotte, her other daughter, uh, the other day, yeah. we were talking about free will, and she was, and you know, the 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 debate of you know, do we as humans have free will? Blah blah blah. And she was like, Yeah, we do. You know, you can do literally anything you want. And she separated it into two categories, in that there's there are consequences and there are extra steps. So mm. you know, in free will, you can do something. Um, you know, I could turn around and I could kill you. And then I'd have to deal with the consequences, you know, or there's this type of free will where if I want to be a millionaire, 
there's the extra steps which you know you work for it you build it up you save you make smart choices and blah 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 um and so i think that that ties in with what you're saying and just doing it because mm. you can just you can literally do anything you want literally you know within the laws of nature and physics you know you can't fly on your own with like levitational abilities but you can get on a plane you know you can do anything you want so just do it like what are you waiting for especially all the oldies that are watching this you know you're not got long left so I don't know. <laughs> brilliant i love it what a, what a brilliant place to close one more question okay. a really really quick question because um as 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 we move you mentioned getting on a plane there mm -hmm. um so when you can get on a plane mm -hmm. uh what country abroad would you like to go to first somewhere somewhere that you've not been before that you'd like to go to i'm not picky anywhere that'll let me in <laughs> <laughs> well that was a little bit less definitive <laughs> is, there, is, there, is there nowhere that you've got like in your mind that you think you know i would really like to i'd really like to go there not really i mean you know everything's kind of uncertain at the moment for making plans like that i've got bigger fish to fry rather than my next the next place i'm getting a pan you know. So you've got you've got you've got a clear uh, view on on where you're headed over the next sort of uh, twelve to twenty four months, have you? Um, I'm sure I'll figure it out. Fantastic! <laughs> I'm sure you'll figure it out as well. It's been an interesting nineteen years so far, Thanks. hasn't it? Uh, yeah. I'm, I could not be prouder of you. You've written a bit as well, haven't you? Yeah. You like to create yourself artistically through a bit of writing yeah. as well. We don't know who she takes that af um, after, to be honest. Um, if you were to write a book, but clearly um, this is no tie-in to the disappearingscotsman.com. You still get <laughs> paperbacks, uh, e-books, e um, some five-star reviews written written by, read the review that this one wrote about it. As well. Anyway, plug done. <laughs> If you were, if there was a book about your life, what would the title to the book of your life so far be, and what would the blurb read? Um, the title would maybe be, um, "Tiny Woman Takes on Big World," and the blurb. Um. <laughs> I want to read it already. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, maybe no blurb. Leave them leave guessing. There you go. Tiny woman takes on big world. No blurb required. You heard it here first. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> that has been insightful, enjoyable. Yeah. And uh, a first on two levels. Thank I'm glad I could first make lady, history guest and first physical guest as well so to everybody for watching thank you very much from heather um it's goodbye goodbye <laughs> <laughs> uh, tune in next time on the jfti podcast thank you very much for watching thank you for coming along this has been a lot of fun thank you Toodaloo. Bye.